Good morning and welcome to day 34 of Lenten Prayer with St. Cuthbert. Let us pray. This is a prayer of North Uist. This morning I will kindle a fire upon my hearth, before the holy angels who stand about my path, both Ariel the lovely and Uriel of grace, beneath the sun not frightened by one of human race. No envy, hatred, malice, no fear upon my face, but the Holy Son of God, the guardian of the place. Beneath the sun, not frightened by one of human race. No envy, hatred, malice, nor fear upon my face. But the Holy Son of God, the guardian of the place. Amen. This morning's psalm is Psalm 67. God be gracious to us and bless us. God make his face to shine upon us. That your way may be known upon earth. Your saving power among all nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. O let the nations rejoice and be glad. For you will judge the peoples righteously, and govern the nations upon earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Then shall the earth bring forth her increase. And God, our own God, will bless us. God will bless us. And all the ends of the earth shall fear him. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forever. Amen. In the face of Jesus Christ, your light and glory have blazed forth, O God of all the nations. With all your people, may we make known your grace, and walk in the ways of peace, for your name's sake. Amen. The Gospel reading begins in Luke chapter 19 at verse 1. Jesus entered Jericho, and was passing through, and there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector, and was rich. He was seeking to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd he could not, because he was small of stature. So he ran on ahead, and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was about to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up, and said to him, Zacchaeus! Hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried, and came down, and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all grumbled. He has gone in to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood, and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, 
half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. As they heard these things, he proceeded to tell a parable, because he was near to Jerusalem, and because they supposed that the kingdom of God was to appear immediately. He said, therefore, A nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and then return. Calling ten of his servants, he gave them ten minas, and said to them, Engage in business until I come. But his citizens hated him, and sent a delegation after him, saying, We do not want this man to reign over us. When he returned, having received the kingdom, he ordered these servants to whom he had given the money to be called to him, that he might know what they had gained by doing business. The first came before him, saying, Lord, your mina has made ten minas more. And he said to him, Well done, good servant. Because you have been faithful in a little, you shall have authority over ten cities. And the second one came, saying, Lord, your mina has made five minas. And he said to him, And you are to be over five cities. Then another came, saying, Lord, here is your mina, which I kept laid away in a handkerchief, for I was afraid of you, because you are a severe man. You take what you did not deposit, and reap what you did not sow. He said to him, I will condemn you with your own words, you wicked servant. You knew that I was a severe man, taking what I did not deposit, and reaping what I did not sow. Why then did you not put my money in the bank, and at my coming I might have collected it with interest? And he said to those who stood by, Take the mina from him, and give it to the one who has ten minas. And they said to him, Lord, he has ten minas. I tell you that to the one who has, more will be given. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. But as for these enemies of mine, who did not want me to reign over them, bring them here, and slaughter them before me. Here ends the Gospel reading. This is an Anglo-Saxon prayer from the Canterbury Benedictional. Hear us, O Lord, and as you were placated by the prayers and confession of the tax collector in the Gospel, so be pleased to receive with kindness this your servant, who, constant in tearful confession, now seeks with haste your mercy. May they be restored to the sacraments of your holy altar, and thereby received in the end into the glory of heaven. We ask this through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Chapter 34 of Bede's Life of Cuthbert
Cuthbert knew that he was soon to die, and made up his mind accordingly to lay aside the burden of pastoral office and retire to a life of solitude. Once free from material worries, he might be able to give himself undividedly to his prayers and psalms, to prepare himself for death, or rather, eternal life. But he wished to make a visitation of the diocese first, and visit the homes of some of the other faithful in the neighbourhood, to exhort them and give them the strength they needed. Then he would withdraw to the joy and refreshment of his longed-for solitude. As he was going the rounds, that most noble and holy virgin Aelfleard, of whom we have spoken above, asked him to come and see her at one of the estates belonging to her monastery, in order to converse with her and consecrate a church. There were a good number of people, servants of God, living on this estate. When they had sat down to dinner, Cuthbert suddenly turned his attention from the worldly feast to meditate on spiritual things. His limbs went limp and useless, and his face changed colour. His eyes became fixed in amazement, and the knife fell from his hand to the table. The priest, his minister who was standing near, leant over to the abbess and whispered, "'Ask the bishop what he sees.' for his hand did not tremble and let go the knife without reason. He is having some kind of vision which is denied us. She turned to him at once. My Lord Bishop, I beg you tell me what you have just seen. Your hand did not slacken and let the knife fall for no reason at all. He tried to conceal the fact that he had seen anything extraordinary by merely laughing it off, "'Well, I, I cannot eat all day. I must pause some time.' But she pestered him into telling. "'I saw,' he admitted, "'the soul of some holy man being borne by the hands of angels into the joy of heaven. "'Where did he come from?' "'From your monastery.' She wanted to know his name. You yourself will tell me tomorrow, in the middle of Mass. She set off at once to the main monastery to see whose soul had been so recently snatched from his body, but the messenger found them all safe and sound, and set off back the next morning. On the way, he came across a group of men bearing the body of one of their brothers on a cart to burial. He learned on asking that it was one of the shepherds a good living man, who had climbed a tree too recklessly and fallen. His injuries proved mortal, and he had passed away at the very time Cuthbert saw him carried heavenwards. On being informed, Aelfleard hastened to the bishop, then in the middle of the dedication ceremonies, and, womanlike, acted as though stupefied, announcing as if it were fresh news, "'My Lord Bishop!' Remember at Mass my servant Hadwald, who died yesterday of a fall from a tree. Then everyone saw, as clear as could be, the extent and scope of Cuthbert's prophetic gifts. Not only could he see a soul being carried heavenwards at the very moment of death, but also foresee 
what others would tell him about it later. We come to our prayers of intercession. In penitence and faith, let us make our prayer to the Father and ask his holy mercy and grace. For your holy people, that they may triumph over evil and grow in grace, we pray to you, O Lord. For the leaders of the nations, that you will guide them in the ways of mercy and truth, we pray to you, O Lord. For teachers and educators, for doctors and all carers, that you will guide and strengthen them in true wisdom and healing in all that they do, we pray to you, O Lord. For the needy, that they may not be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor taken away, we pray to you, O Lord. For the sick in body, mind and spirit, that they may know your power to heal, we pray to you, O Lord. For all who are unjustly held captive, in chains, physical, emotional, or spiritual, that you would give them release, we pray to you, O Lord. For the poor in spirit, that they may inherit the kingdom of heaven and see you face to face, we pray to you, O Lord. And so we commend the world for which Christ died, to your mercy and protection, O God. Amen. And we pray as our Saviour taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses. As we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. And finally a prayer for ourselves. This is a prayer of St. Columba. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, to me the least of saints, to me allow that I may keep a door in paradise, that I may keep even the small door, 
the farthest, darkest, coldest door, the door that is least used, the stiffest door. If so it be in thine house, O God, if so it be that I can see thy glory even afar, and hear thy voice, and know that I am with thee, O God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.